Welcome to Everyday Wellness. Wellness is the result of the decisions that you make every day. It's your mindset and the thoughts you believe. Wellness is the food you put in your body and the relationship you have with yourself and others. Wellness is your work and meaning. Join us on Everyday Wellness as we explore ways that you can choose wellness today. Hey, we are here this afternoon with Michelle Sutphin. She is a Lyme disease survivor who is healed through natural means. It is her goal in life to spread the word about natural and holistic modalities through a private Facebook group that she co-administers called Holistic Nova. She is a certified aromatherapist and has currently completed one and a half years towards a three and a half year master's program in clinical herbalism. And I will add, she works full time and has a very, very full life. So nice to have you here with us this morning, this afternoon, Michelle. Thank you so much, Cynthia. Let's just dive right in. And can you tell us how you became interested in herbalism? So um, my interest began when I was diagnosed with Lyme disease in 2012. And not only was I diagnosed with Lyme disease, but at the time, my two-year-old son was diagnosed at the exact same time. And the doctor who diagnosed us gave us essentially three options of how we could begin to combat the disease. And he said, one, you can go the antibiotic route. Two, you can go the herbal route, or three, you can go the homeopathic route. And through that journey, I became very, very interested in learning to heal naturally. And because I was able to get both my son and myself better, uh, decided that herbalism was the way for me because if that could help me, I wanted to be able to help others. And it's really interesting, you know, existing in a space as a healthcare provider, um, how much Lyme disease we are seeing, as well as other tick-borne illnesses, um, where we are in Washington, D.C. in particular. And I know it's becoming much more common to see people impacted by this. Um, Can you share a little bit more about your Lyme journey and actually ultimately what specifically healed you? I know that, you know, you touched on the fact that you use some herbs, but it would be nice even if you want to speak in generalities about what your healing journey was like. Yeah, so actually, I kind of want to go back to the three options he gave me. So it was uh, Dr. Andrew Heyman in Aldi. Uh, He actually had Lyme disease himself, and he studied under Dr. Jemsek. And when he first presented this to me back in 2012, he was much less knowledgeable then as he is now. He's way more knowledgeable now. But when he, when he gave me these options in 2012, he kind of said, look, I don't know much about how to heal this herbally, but I do know how to heal it with antibiotics. And um, that's when he offered up the Cowden protocol. So the Cowden protocol was designed, uh, it's, it's essentially these vials of herbs that you buy in a kit online. You don't need a doctor prescription. You don't even need to be working with an herbalist. And every month they ship you this box of herbs and you take them according to a very specific plan that they give you. And you take this for an eight month period of time. The thing about the Cowden protocol is it's very generic. So it treats Lyme and it treats Lyme co-infections, but it's going to treat you for Lyme co-infections even if you don't have them because it's the same protocol for everyone. And because of that, Cowden is only effective about 80% of the time. It gets you to about an 80% healing and then you've kind of got to figure out what to do with the other 20%. 
At the time, I chose Cowden. I said, I'm going to go to the Cowden route because it's it's easier, it's cheaper, and I, I would be great with healing 80%. Mm-hmm. I chose the homeopathic route for my son um, at the exact same time because he was only two, and I knew that he couldn't do an intensive, serious regimen like Cowden. And the homeopath I worked with was a woman named Dr. Cindy Gardner out of Philadelphia, and she did phone consults with me. So she was able to tailor my son's regimen, whereas I was on this generic one. When I finished my generic regimen after eight months, I realized I still had a ways to go. I was still pretty fatigued, but my two-year-old was running around like he had never even Mm -hmm. had Lyme. So um, I was like, "Hmm, maybe there's something to this Dr. Sidney Gardner thing. So I actually talked it over with my husband and decided to stop Cowden and move over to Dr. Gardner because my son had such uh, amazing success with her. And with her, it's not just homeopathic but it's herbs, it's supplements, it's lifestyle, it's eating. So she puts you on a very, very intensive, long plan. It took me about two years with her to get back to what I believe is full health. Um, During that time, my husband actually got bit by a tick and came down with Lyme disease himself. Oh my goodness. The, The good news with that was we knew the signs, we knew the symptoms. He had only had it for about a month. We got him with Dr. Gardner right away because I was like, I'm not messing with Cowden. And she was able to get my husband back to health in about three months, which is great when you catch it right away. But whereas me and my son, it was more of chronic. Uh, and that's why it took us longer. He actually contracted Lyme disease through breastfeeding with me. And I didn't know I had it. So. Wow. I didn't realize that it could be passed that way. So it's very controversial. Um, A lot of people say, no, it's not passed through breast milk or um, bodily fluids, but there are a lot of Lyme literate doctors that say, absolutely, it can be passed both through breast milk and it can also be a sexually transmitted disease. Yikes. Wow. Well, with seeing progress like that in your own family, it makes sense why you would be so interested in herbalism. But I was surprised to see that your master's in herbalism program is three and a half years long. Like that is, that is a huge dedication. What can you tell us about what you're learning and really what is Western herbalism? So sure. Um, I'm a year and a half in. It's a 58 credit program, which absolutely is extremely intense. You not just learn about herbs and plants, but you're learning about, you're taking anatomy classes, physiology classes, you're, you're having to take um, clinical classes and, and do a lot of clinical studies as well. In terms of your question about Western herbalism, essentially Western herbalism is, is the study of plant-based medicine, but they take a lot of what they are teaching you from the traditions of Native Americans, African Americans, because when the slaves came over here, they actually brought a lot of medicine with them, and midwives. Uh, midwives, uh, their knowledge really came from the Europeans, and when they migrated over here, the midwives were essentially the doctors. And um, so they, they, they essentially combine all of those different modalities and, and teach you as Western herbalism. 
the thing that's really interesting about herbalism is people are like, oh, what's so great about plants? How can plants heal? But plants are interesting in the way that plants don't have the same defense mechanisms that humans or animals do. If a plant is threatened, it can't run away. A plant is planted in the ground and it can't move. So the way it develops its defense mechanisms is through phytochemicals. And each plant actually can have up to two, three, four hundred different phytochemicals within the plant that actually helps it grow, helps it nourish itself, but also helps it defend itself. So it's those phytochemicals and those phytonutrients that actually help humans when we ingest the plants heal in multiple different ways. So by studying different plants, uh, the different plants that grow up in the different areas, those plants develop different phytochemicals that can actually help us fight against disease. Plants need things like antivirals and antibacterials and antifungals to help them survive. So when we ingest it, we get the benefits too. So that's essentially what we're learning in the class with uh, Western herbalism is how we can utilize those phytochemicals to our advantage, um, both in healing illness, but also in preventative medicine as well. I think that's amazing. You know, as someone that's Western medicine trained, as, as many of us are, the more I understand about the power of food and plants, yep. uh, it's profoundly humbling. And if you, it makes sense, you know, before we had antibiotics, before we had, you know, pharmaceuticals, uh, what people really used were plant tinctures and plant-based products and, and things like that. So I'm delighted to know that you're learning so much because I know that we'll all learn through you. Can you tell me a little bit about what differentiates homeopathy and aromatherapy? Sure. So um, actually, uh, homeopathy and aromatherapy are, are very different than herbalism. And a lot of people intermix the, the three and get them confused. So herbalism is where you actually take a plant and you want to heal something with that plant. And uh, herbalism uses the concept of opposites. So for instance, if you have a fever, you take uh, a certain plant to get that fever down to cool the body down. That's, that's the way that um, herbalism works. In homeopathy, it's actually the exact opposite. Homeopathy is the concept of like cures like. So essentially what they do, I'll use um, we'll say it's like cyanide poisoning as an example. If you have cyanide poisoning, what they actually do is they give you a tincture that has a micro minute dose of cyanide in it. it they give it to you and then that micro dosage of cyanide is supposed to help you recover from cyanide poisoning. So a lot of people discredit homeopathy. They feel that it doesn't work, but um, actually using Dr. Cindy Gardner, who's a, who's a homeopath, she used a lot of homeopathy with the, the Lyme healing with me and my family, and I saw great, huge results from it. So again, another controversial topic, but um, something that a lot of people can get benefit from if they, if they try it out. As far as aromatherapy goes, Aromatherapy isn't the whole plant. A lot of times in herbalism, you're, you're taking the plant in whole form. You're making a tea or a tincture out of the whole plant. Aromatherapy is only the essential oil of a plant. And the essential oil is only one tiny phytochemical of those hundreds and hundreds of phytochemicals in a plant. So when you do aromatherapy, they basically take these vast, huge 
amounts of plant matter and they distill it down into these tiny little drops of oil. And those drops of oil are a very concentrated dose of certain phytochemicals that reside in that plant. And a lot of times aromatherapy, the reason why there's the word aroma in it is because you inhale it, um, you can put it on topically, but a lot of the benefits from aromatherapy are going to be coming through the inhalation process. Did you get interested in aromatherapy and become a certified aromatherapist while you were going through the slime journey? I did. Um, aromatherapy was another modality that uh, Dr. Cindy Gardner used. And one of the reasons why I chose to get my aromatherapy certification first, just for practicality, it was easier. Mm -hmm. um, I could get an aromatherapy certification in six months, uh, whereas a master's in herbalism takes three and a half years. So I wanted to just do that first and see if it was something that interested me and that I liked. And then I decided to make a conscious effort to move into herbalism after that. So it was more just easier. Do you find yourself struggling to get a good night's sleep? If so, you may be dealing with a hidden mineral deficiency. It is not at all uncommon in perimenopause and menopause to deal with sleep challenges. And we know that one of many contributory reasons for poor sleep can be a reduction in specific minerals that help regulate sleep quality, including magnesium, which is involved in GABA, which is our body's main calming neurotransmitter. We also know that we need potassium to create melatonin. And this is a hormone that is a master antioxidant, but is also utilized to help induce sleep. We also think about things like zinc, which can balance excitatory neurotransmitters like glutamate. And if it's overactive, meaning if your glutamate levels are too high, it can prevent your brain from becoming more relaxed and inducing sleep. And lastly, selenium increases both our deep sleep and sleep duration. All these minerals matter a lot for sleep and any imbalances or deficits can have a major impact on the quality of sleep you get each night. And that's why I love Beam Minerals. They offer a full spectrum mineral supplement that gives you every essential mineral your body needs in the right doses, all in a highly absorbable liquid form. All you do is take a shot of bean minerals about an hour before bed. Don't worry, it tastes like water. And you'll replenish all of your body's minerals in about 30 seconds and give your brain what it needs for deep restorative sleep. I've been using this product over the last several months. I've really been impressed with the improvement in my sleep metrics, which I like to share on social media with my followers. And if you want a simple way to improve your sleep, head over to www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. That's www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. Have you guys heard about a bioactive whole food on the market with 5,000 published research studies backing it? When my oldest son needed to go on antibiotics a few months ago, I discovered Armour Colostrum and the benefits for him and his recovery from being on antibiotics have been instrumental in me now recommending this to my dairy non-sensitive patients and clients. Armour's Colostrum strengthens immunity, ignites metabolism, 
fortifies gut health, promotes hair growth and skin radiance, and powers fitness performance and recovery. My son has mentioned to me over and over again how great his gut feels, how he has improved his digestion and gut function as well. Colostrum is a rich, exclusive source of immunoglobulins or antibodies that optimize our immune defense even during cold and flu season. And we know that mucosal barriers house over 80% of our body's immune cells, including the antibodies IgG and SIG-A. And these immunoglobulins bind and intercept harmful particles like viruses, bacteria, and toxins, blocking them from crossing into the barriers into our bloodstream. And armrest colostrum contains the highest levels of SIG-A and IgG to ensure your most fortified first line of protection. It's sustainably sourced, and it's important to know that you want to mix colostrum only with cold liquids or foods or dry scoop it into your mouth. This is also great for the oral microbiome. And we've worked out a special offer for my everyday wellness community where you can receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash Cynthia15 or enter Cynthia15 to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash Cynthia15. You definitely want to check it out. Got it. That makes sense. And you've clearly articulated the differences among aromatherapy, homeopathy, and herbalism. And I'm guessing for as many differences as as there are, there are also a lot of benefits to using them in combination of some sort. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. So one of the other things that we learn often about is the synergistic effects. So a lot of times if you take one type of herb, it can actually be more potent and more powerful if you're taking it in conjunction with another herb at the same time. Um, For instance, you know, ginger can help get another type of herb into the bloodstream faster because it has this heating effect and it opens up the cardiovascular system. So when you're using aromatherapy and herbalism and even homeopathy all at the same time, they can have these synergistic effects and actually build upon one another. That's really cool. And I mean, it totally, it makes sense too, but it also it makes me understand why it would take three and a half years to learn all of these nuances because it seems like there's just really a lot of subtleties. Absolutely. Yes. And a lot of it is intuition too. Um, I keep waiting for the magic bullet in class that, you know, one plus one equals two, and it doesn't really do that in herbalism. Sometimes one plus one equals eight because the synergistic effects are multipliers, right? So you have to use a lot of intuition uh, of what you think the patient needs and what the plants can do, the environment they live in, the stresses they're under, and you have to kind of mix it all in your brain and figure out what type of uh, healing modality is best for them. So just out of curiosity, the people that are in your program, they probably, I would imagine, have a wide variety of backgrounds. There's probably people who are just interested in the science behind what is going on. But there are, are there many people in your program that are actually applying it to what they're doing in their day-to-day lives? Like, are they, you know, acupuncturists that are adding this in so that they will have the ability to um, provide additional service to their, their current um, patients? Just out of curiosity. Absolutely. Yes. I have, there's chiropractors, there's even, there's current herbalists that just want to learn more. Um, There's doctors. Yes. There's all different types of students in the class. But I think it's fascinating that you said there's a huge component of 
listening to and trusting your intuition, which also makes me think that the people drawn to this type of work would have to kind of done some of work on uh, some of the work on themselves to be able to tap into that intuition. Absolutely, yes. Um, I, I like to refer to it as the wounded healer. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't really be an effective healer unless you've been wounded and have healed yourself and gone through that journey yourself. And I'm sure Cynthia, you know a lot about that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> makes, I mean, it makes a much more compelling um, motivator to learn more when you yourself have kind of walked the walk, right? Yes, absolutely. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many students are saying, you know, say I'm a, I'm a type two diabetic and I was able to get off my insulin by healing myself. And that's why I want now, I want now to help others. Like many, many stories like that. Absolutely. At some point we've all been sold a big fat lie. It's called the protein misconception. So starting in the 1980s, we all believe that more protein equated to more muscle growth. And I'm here to tell you it's a big misconception. This has a great deal to do that our body can only absorb protein that's broken down into smaller building blocks called amino acids. It doesn't matter if you're consuming 30 grams of protein or 300 grams of protein. If you don't have a sufficient supply of enzymes to digest the protein, your muscles will ultimately be unable to use these as vital building blocks. That's why it's crucial you take a high quality digestive enzyme. The one I trust and use myself is called Masszymes by Bi Optimizers. Masszymes is a full spectrum enzyme formula with more protease than any other commercially available product with five different forms of protease. Plus, it contains all the other key enzymes you need for optimal digestion. If you're experiencing bloating, gas, or digestive distress, a contributing factor can be that your body is no longer producing as much digestive enzymes. And you can try Masszymes today, risk-free. They have a 365-day full money-back guarantee and is the gold standard in the industry. Go to biooptimizers.com slash Cynthia. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash Cynthia and use promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off of any order. Again, that's promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off any order. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. It combines cutting-edge technology and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different types of nutrition, stress, exercise, sleep, and where you are in your menstrual cycle in real time. And by pairing a continuous glucose monitor with their app and expert nutritional guidance, NutriSense can help you reach your health goals. And the best part is it's not just a program where they send you the CGM and you have to figure it out on your own. Each subscription plan includes one month of free expert nutritionist support. Your nutritionist will work with you one-on-one interpreting your data and providing customized advice to help you reach your health goals. The last time I had my CGM on, my registered dietitian and I troubleshooted over some specific concerns that I had. And whether you're aiming to lose weight, stabilize your energy, or just feel better overall, NutriSense offers the guidance and support you need. And lasting sustainable change takes time and can be achieved through a longer term subscription. That's why I encourage my patients and clients to consider three, six, or 12-month subscriptions where it's actually less expensive, 
perspective and allows you to not only achieve your goals, but also to ensure that you stick to your healthy lifestyle for the long term. As I've mentioned before, I have found the CGMs I've used through NutriSense to be incredibly insightful, specifically to carbohydrate tolerance. I would not have known that plantains spiked my blood sugar without this information. It's also been hugely helpful for tailoring to workouts and sleep quality. And so for me, even though I am metabolically healthy, I find the insights to be particularly helpful to tailor my lifestyle changes to my blood sugar. Visit NutriSense.io slash EWP and use the code E. WP for $30 off plus one month of free nutritionist support. Be sure to let them know you're a listener of the Everyday Wellness Podcast when they ask you how you heard about them. This is one of my favorite ways to take care of my health and one of my top recommendations for all of my patients and clients. When we think about all of these different modalities that you use and all of the different subtleties, I'm guessing that there might be some precautions. Could you talk about those? Sure, absolutely. So um, aromatherapy, my goodness, that, you know, a couple years ago, you couldn't step foot on Facebook without seeing doTERRA or Young Living, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and it became a business and, and people just started slathering oils all over themselves for no reason. And there can actually be a lot of dangers to the overuse of essential oils and using them incorrectly. Um, the way we learned it, uh, we, we studied under Robert Tisserand, who is actually the, the godfather of aromatherapy. He's the one who really started it. We do not learn to teach people or to uh, guide people to ingest oils. Mm -hmm. There are so many horrific complications that can come about ingesting that high of a concentration and putting it in your digestive system. Essentially what it's going to do is it's just going to kill all the healthy gut flora. Mm -hmm. um, so we really advise against ingesting aromatherapy. In some cases you can do it for severe cases, but under a very, very knowledgeable aromatherapist who knows how to do it properly. Um, so that would be one cautionary tale. Another thing is people don't dilute the oils. So you really should be using five to six drops of oil for every one ounce of carrier. And I hear so often people are just taking these oils and slathering on them on their skin straight. And mm. then they can't understand why they're breaking out in hives or have rashes or getting seizures. It's just too high of a concentration. One, one tiny drop of essential oil is the, is of like rose essential oil is the equivalent of 60 roses. I mean, that's insane, right? So you, uh, you, you definitely want to have caution with aromatherapy and also herbalism. Um, you know, we use herbs as medicine, just like you're not going to take six Advil every day for, for the heck of it. You're also not going to be popping, you know, turmeric and, and garlic and, and holy basil 30 times a day either. Just because it's natural doesn't mean it, it can't be unsafe. And I think that's a really important distinction, you know, for our listeners to really understand that too much of anything is not a good thing. If it's a plant, it could be as um, overwhelming to our bodily processes as an overdose of a medication. So, you know, the misnomer that I see so frequently, and, and I am chuckling about the doTERRA and Young Living references, because I do feel like things have maybe gotten a little bit more clear over the last several years, but there was definitely that boom of everywhere you looked, someone was trying to get you to use an essential oil in your water and 
yes. everything else. Um, I think it's really important for people to understand that they're, that plants can be as powerful as pharmaceutical drugs. And so we have to be cautious and um, we need to be methodical about the utilization of these things. And, and that's where an herbalist comes in. That's where someone who's been properly trained or um, a properly trained aromatherapy practitioner, um, that's why there's value in seeking out people that have that education and knowledge so that you make good choices for yourself. Completely agree. And don't get me wrong, doTERRA and Young Living are Absolutely. great brands. Absolutely. Um, and highly recommend using them under the guidance of a trained aromatherapist. Absolutely. So we've talked a lot about the precautions and the complications of using herbalism and aromatherapy and not so much about homeopathy, but, but how they could all interact together. What's an easy way, if there is one, for listeners to start using herbalism and aromatherapy in their everyday lives? So I would say um, for herbalism, just start incorporating simple herbs into your diet. And, and for instance, cinnamon. Cinnamon is an anti-inflammatory and can also help regulate blood sugar. Now, again, we don't want you taking 300 teaspoons of cinnamon a day, but start incorporating cinnamon into your regular foods can help. Um, garlic is a fantastic antiviral. Uh, just incorporating raw garlic into salad dressings or that type of thing can help your body naturally fend off viruses. Ginger, um, slicing or grating some ginger into some tea can help soothe the stomach. And one of the things I love to do in my house is just go into my garden and start picking fresh herbs from the garden and eating them. Dill, rosemary, sage, basil. Um, I said, talked earlier about those, those phyto, phytochemicals and those phytonutrients. A teaspoon of just raw, fresh herbs from the garden a day is a better preventative medicine than anything um, because all those phytochemicals and phytonutrients are just instantly working in your body. So it's just a very easy way to just start, start experimenting. I love that. You know, in the summertime, we like to make, you know, homemade salad dressings and we'll use herbs that we have in our garden if the deer and the other varmints haven't eaten them first. Um, but I, I think that's such a, such an easy way for people to, you know, utilize the power of plants in a very safe way um, yep. and then kind of fine tune it to what appeals to your palate. Um, pesto, mm -hmm. making it with a handful of regular basil, but also a handful of holy basil. Holy basil is a holy basil. great way to deal with, uh, helps your body regulate stress and stress reactions. Some holy basil, some regular basil, throw in some garlic. Oh my gosh, that's, that's mm -hmm. amazing for your body. That's awesome. And so you've given us these tips about how to start using herbalism in our regular everyday lives, but are there any general tips that you'd like to give our listeners? We often ask our guests to provide two things that our listeners can do to improve their health every day. Yeah, I actually gave this some thought. So I would say, first of all, don't wait until you're sick to try and improve your lifestyle. Um, the best time to see an herbalist or any alternative medicine practitioner is when you're feeling good. And that way they can ensure that they can give you preventative measures that you can incorporate into your life so you don't get to the point where you have a, a chronic illness. And, you know, they can give you those great tips like make some pesto with holy basil, simple <laughs> things like that, right? Um, so I would say that's number one. 
Um, two, if you are sick, uh, one of the things that we also are learning a lot in class is that sickness isn't just about taking a pill or even a plant to make you feel better. You really have to look at the whole person concept and ensure that you're right with your life emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Because if you have a block in any of those areas, your physical body will never be able to heal. So I think a lot of times people get sick and they run to the doctor and they want this easy fix, when in reality there are so many other aspects in their life that could be causing or triggers to that illness that they really need to repair in conjunction with or even before they start going the, the pill or the herb route. So that would be my two. That's really invaluable. We're so grateful that you carved a little time out of your very busy day to uh, talk to our listeners about, you know, some topics we haven't actually touched on yet, you know, uh, aromatherapy and then also herbalism. We are so grateful for your, um, your time and certainly your knowledge, Michelle. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find out more about Cynthia and her work at chtwellness.com. And you can find out more about Kelly and her work at everydaytherapist.com. In addition, if you have questions for us or topics you'd like us to address, please email us at everydaywellnesspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be well. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical-free cookware that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFOS, Teflon, and ceramic. And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness.